This evening, we are under the microscope here on Metro FM Talk and uh, shining a spotlight on the Mozambican situation. Now, urgent talks were held in Mozambique today at, uh, with a SADC summit uh, convened and a double troika a meeting occurring there, taking a look at the issue happening in northern Mozambique, in particular in the northern Mozambican town of Palma. Now, the attacks have put the spotlight on the insurgency by Al-Shabaab in Cabo Delgado, uh, where multinationals such as Sassol and Total are developing one of the biggest gas fines in recent years. Uh, to talk about the political economy, not just of the gas fines, but even, I guess, uh, the reactions uh, by uh, many of those. Uh, no doubt those contestations are about those resources. I'm joined by Tomaj Salamane, who's an independent economic and governance consultant uh, and co-director at Observatorio do Meio Rural in Maputo. And uh, Tomaj, you know, my brother, you're going to have to uh, uh, pardon me uh, for my horrible Portuguese. No problem. It's understandable. <laughs> How are you doing, Tomaj? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, I'm well, I'm well. Tomaj, I guess, you know, for the benefit of many of our listeners who might not be familiar with how this particular situation has been bubbling up and uh, building up in Mozambique. Let's take a step back and if you could give us some of the background and the context, uh, not, not just to the gas fines, but also uh, to the emergence of uh, this organized activity in the northern parts of Mozambique. Yeah, I think many of the, uh, most of the people would be aware of how everything began in 2017. There's been a process of uh, what's called the radicalization of young, uh, young Muslims. So in the northern part of Mozambique, at the border between Mozambique and Tanzania, since uh, the last uh, 15, 18 years, there's been a series of um, emerging new uh, Muslim movements who have been recruiting uh, youth in mosques and giving them bursaries to various parts of the world to to let's say educate them in the in the Islamic uh, doctrine. So this process has mm. been uh, developed to a point where in 2007 some groups, uh, very uh, few, uh, consisting of uh, very few people, also less than ten people. Uh, started by attacking police uh, stations uh, in in Palma, in Mosimba da Praia, also in the northern province of Cap Delgado. At the time, uh, those uh, attacks uh, were seen just like uh, ordinary bandits uh, trying to to make trouble to the to the state institutions or to to challenge the the police power but uh what then has happened and what we see now is that uh there was some bigger organization more organized uh force and more uh logistic and much more sophisticated uh, ideological and also uh, military training behind that small group of 
of, uh, let's say, bandits who, who attacked the police station in 2017. And the group has now grown up, mm. uh, grown up in the sense of uh, now having the capacity of destabilizing an entire uh, province and, in fact, an entire region. Mm. Northern region of Mozambique is actually the most populated part of Mozambique. It uh, consists of three mm. provinces, uh, every boundary running from the insurgents in Cap Delgado goes to the neighboring provinces of, uh, of Mozambique, uh, Zambezi and Nampula. And as we speak now, uh, UN agencies say that there are almost one million people uh, displaced from their, from their homes. So, yeah, the, the background is uh, quite interesting as it has come from a point where nobody could uh, imagine the dimension of the, mm. of the trouble, the damage, and the human lives lost up to, up to this point. Mm. Tomas, I'm quite interested uh, because, you know, there's a word you use that I guess triggered something else in my mind. Uh, this, this idea of banditry or b bandits. Um, now, you know, this is not the first time Mozambique is dealing with uh, people who would be characterized as bandits. Uh, you know, there's a history, I guess, uh, you know, uh, uh, around the Renabo issue and uh, the implications of, I guess, you know, certain provinces uh, being the uh, hotbed for some of that activity. Uh, do you get a sense that some of, you know, this new grouping has taken some lessons or even personnel or even strongholds uh, from what historically would have been before the peace agreements uh, uh, effectively Renamo territory? Uh, no, the straightforward answer is no. And that's simply because uh, the, the ruling part uh, uh, in Mozambique is the same since 1975 uh, when this country got uh, independent mm. from Portugal. But the the presidents and all the big uh, players in the in the governing party have been changing since then. And the issue that triggers most of us is that uh, despite the fact that the country has uh, remarkable experience uh, of dealing with uh, what we can call banditry, dealing with conflict, I think that would be the best, uh, the best way to to term it. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah. So, despite that uh, experience, what we see now is that uh, the government and the president and the ruling party uh, don't make use of those uh, experts or uh, or that experience. Everybody in Mozambique knows that exists. And there has been, in the last uh, uh, two, three weeks, there has been a debate of why the government is not deploying all the military in intelligence and all the uh, Renamo, for a, uh, former Renamo guerrilla who seem to be more familiarized with, um, with the guerrilla type of, of attacks and What's happening in Palma and Cap Delgado is, uh, is typically a, a guerrilla war 
where civilians uh, 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 transform themselves into into soldiers from one minute to another. So from from ordinary road vendors, uh, at a minute, you see them in the next minute carrying AKs. 47s and uh, confronting the the police mm. or, or the army, and in fact there is no use of uh, what uh, we know as expertise in Mozambique from the old days, and that uh, that raises many many questions of why the government is not making use of its own uh, its own uh, knowledge and uh, its own uh, mm. expertise and you see that uh, in, instead of making use of this internal capacity uh, the government prefers to to hire the mercenaries the South African uh, old apartheid uh, guys from the DIC advisory group I think you've heard about them uh, and, and many other mm, groups and executive they, outcomes yeah yeah, the government has also tried, before the South Africans, the government has tried to deploy Russian mercenaries who had no clue on how to deal with uh, with a guerrilla, and uh, most of them just ended up killed in the in the forest. So yeah, we we don't know why why the situation is like that, but the the issue now is that. The situation is becoming more and more complicated. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the, the news today. Uh, they've, uh, the insurgents have just killed uh, 12 uh, foreigners, and this is being the mm -hmm. this is being the most recent trend of this conflict. They are now only attacking. Uh, foreigners and particularly white, meaning that the effect of the last attack from uh, three four weeks ago that had a big impact in the international mainstream media, all the biggest uh, U.S., uh, French, uh, Portuguese, British uh, papers reported about Palma and Mozambique. So the the insurgents or the bandits now know their value, and they are now carrying on uh, mm. in attacking uh, particularly foreigners working for uh, South African uh, subcontracted companies or working for uh, the French Total or working for UN agencies mm. from, different, uh, from different countries. So now we have... Uh, Tomás? Tomás? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just want us to pause there for a second and take a quick spot break. When we come back, we'll continue on the latest out of uh, uh, Mozambique and uh, you can continue on that score. We'll also touch on the double Troika meeting that happened in Maputo earlier today. We're under the microscope this evening here on Metro FM Talk and uh, we uh, set our sights on uh, what's happening out in uh, neighboring Mozambique. And I'm joined by Tomas Selamane, Independent Economic and Governance Consultant at uh, Observatorio Dumeo Rural in uh, Maputo. And uh, Tomás, you were still talking, I guess, about the latest developments, this change in strategy, ostensibly, on the part of uh, uh, many of these groups targeting, uh, you know, white foreign 
nationals uh, associated, I guess, with the gas projects and uh, some of the other projects in that part of the world. Um, and then I think about the meeting that happened today. Um, I guess, you know, uh, coming as it does so late in the day in this conflict, um, what potentially can it resolve by way of assistance to Mozambique to deal with this internal situation? Yeah, my personal uh, view on this meeting is that, uh, as uh, you know about uh, SADC, this has just been one more meeting. Uh, we don't have uh, good uh, memories uh, of SADC as a original entity in trying to resolve uh, any problem in any of its, uh, its uh, members. Uh, we know what's happening in the DRC. We've seen what happened in Zim in Mugabe days with elections, and we've seen how many uh, SADC summits and uh, double summits and meetings have been uh, there. We've seen what happened with the last elections in Malawi. SADC was just uh, watching. Uh, they simply uh, held a, a summit, a meeting, and now in Mozambique, as I said, uh, this conflict is now more than three years, and they they had this uh, this double um, double troika summit, uh, and the main conclusion they they got to is that in uh, in two three weeks time they'll have another summit. So people are dying. And they can't Another be... summit to do what? Sorry? Another summit to do what? That's a very good question. Another summit to, to see what's happening on the ground. Apparently, they, they will have what they call a technical team. I have no idea of what that means in reality. <laughs> They'll have a technical team to check what's happening in Palma. And that, uh, and that team, uh, a sort of a working group, will report to the Troika on the 28th of April. And then the next day, on the 29th, that Troika will meet up again to, to decide what to do. Uh, I think this is simply useless and uh, it's completely nonsense. Because we all know what's happening there. Uh, we all know that uh, people are being killed. We all know that the country now, it's, on, it's not only Mozambique, but also other countries. South Africa, for instance, is also mm. under attack because South African business is being attacked there and South African citizens are also being attacked there. Uh, the same applies to Portugal, to, Fra to France, to, to, to the U.K., so I see no point on this uh, double summit and then the, the conclusion they come up with is that they will have another summit uh, in, uh, in, 20, 20, in two or three weeks. I, I mean, it's simply, uh, it, it's simply nonsense, you see. So 
as I said, uh, I don't think there is any SADC citizen who expects anything better than that from from the SADC organ itself. I would expect the the leaders, the heads of state, to to realize mm. this because uh, we can see uh, all the the media, the social media, everyone reporting what's happening in Cap Delgado. What everyone would expect from this uh, double Troika summit today would be uh, a plan of action. Uh, they, I know that uh, some would argue that, no, that plan can't be uh, disclosed because then the attackers will learn about it and then they can counter, counter it. But at least they could tell people what these uh, heads of state have decided and what those more than 500,000 people, almost a million according to the, to the UN agencies, can expect from their, from their leaders in this, uh, in this region we call, we call SADC. And telling us that, uh, okay, the double Troika summit went very well and we've come up with a, a decision of holding, uh, holding a, another summit in, uh, by the end of the month, I think it, it simply makes no sense. It's talks about talks, Tomaj, and we certainly love that uh, in many parts of uh, our continent and our world, uh, unsettlingly so. But uh, as always, my brother, real pleasure to speak to you uh, this evening, Tomaj, and uh, yeah, obrigado. Thank you so much, obrigado. Thank you very much. Uh, Tomaj Selaman is speaking to us there uh, from Maputo. He's an independent economic and governance consultant based out at uh, Observatario Domeo Rural out in Maputo. We're going to have to leave it there, folks.